0: takeout order at 727-501-9090 that's 727-501-9090 they truly have the best smoking barbecue in town oh and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce that's the rib shack barbecue in downtown largo 727-501-9090 i'm telling robert from nostalgic radio and cars sent you
1: welcome aboard we are more committed to your safety than ever And that's why we'd like you to pay careful attention to this important safety information. First, please make sure that your seatbelt is securely fastened. Seatbelts can be purchased for $5. To fasten, insert the metal fitting into the buckle and tighten the buckle by pulling the loose end away from you. To release, purchase a release flap for $7. Now I know what you're thinking. We've never paid for seatbelts before. Once we've reached our cruising altitude, your flight attendant may or may not go down the aisle with snacks. If she chooses to, each passenger will be given a single peanut. (laughs) Laboratories are located at the front and the rear of the airport. Please take a moment to look at your safety pamphlet. The charge for looking at this pamphlet is $3. The charge for looking at this pamphlet and putting it back quickly is $4. Should there be a rapid change in cabin pressure, oxygen masks will automatically drop from the compartment above your seat, free of charge. Place the mask over your nose and mouth, and to start the flow of oxygen, pay your flight attendant $75.63. Okay. Okay. As always, exact change is appreciated. <laughs> now I know that some of you are still concerned about getting there safely. Enjoy your flight.
0: Hello out there. Peabody and Sherman here. Set the way back machine. We enter the way back and we're immediately hurtled back through time and space. Hello, this is
1: Brian Johnson of ACDC and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
2: Okay, listeners, welcome. You are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google Tantalk, 1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio in downtown Clearwater. If you've missed any of our past shows, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> if you've noticed... <laughs> Don't you go dying on <laughs> <Ryan>. me. <laughs> Damn! I, I was trying so hard not to do this. <laughs> yeah, trying not hard enough, man. Don't you go dying on me here tonight. Man, that's a long story. Anyway, all right, where was I? Oh, yeah, run to your computers and Google uh, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you can see um, our website. God, I got that all goofed up, didn't I? You know what? I, I think I need two cards. But anyway, let me try this one more time. Uh, if you've missed, visit our website, com, and go to our podcast page, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, if you've missed any of our past shows. That's what you
3: sound like. <laughs> that's what I sound like. From now on, every single time that you start to sound like that, that's what you're going to get.
2: Okay. Uh, that's what I get for taking uh, taking a little trip to uh, Las Juegas. Anyway, where was I? Uh, oh, yeah. Don't forget to check out our uh, events page for all the stuff that's, that has gone on and will be going on in the future. Um, well, maybe I should preface by saying I apologize for not being here for two weeks, but the first week was definitely not my fault because the first week we had some sort of a technical difficulty because I was out of SEMA, and we tried calling in, and we had, oh, here it goes. <laughs> we had um, um, four guests that were going to call in. We had some really cool gals that had been on our show before, Lauren Fix, uh, Kelly Coff, uh, Joanne Bortles, and um, Cammy Edelbrock were going to come on the show. And I basically had these girls positioned in all four corners, various corners of uh, SEMA. And what they were going to do is they were going to share with us kind of the girls chicks, if you will, perspective on the car thing, you know, and each one of those girls on their own right are very, very well established in the car field. Cammie obviously is uh, the daughter of Vic Edelbrock, but she's a car girl through and through, okay? Uh, Lauren Fix, definitely, you know, she grew up in the car business with her dad, you know, they used to manufacture um, reproduction components for uh, Ford Mustangs and stuff, and she's from Detroit, so she's a car girl through and through, and plus she has her own TV shows that she does from time to time, and I think she does radio and stuff, and it's uh, uh, Lauren Fix. Uh, Carfix, I think that's the name of her show. And Joanne Portals is an established painter. Um, she does cars and mainly motorcycles and stuff. And, um, and Kelly Kauf, she does cars and, and she's in the manufacturing business as well. So those ladies we're going to sit there and give you guys, entertain you guys. For Hold a while. on, wait, 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 wait. Are you are you coughing
3: while saying Kelly Coffe? I just that just I just read, that just registered jolly cough. This can't this can't okay. be happening. You can't write a better script. I write, How
2: and you're not that? even you're not even like faking. This isn't even an act. No, this is real. This is really this is genuine. Oh boy, uh, swine <laughs> flu. No, I don't have the swine flu. But you know, I was fine when I was in Vegas. Now, what people don't realize when you go to these events is um it is it is extremely intense because you got to get up at six in the morning. And that's if you're late, you know. And then by seven, you gotta be at the breakfasts and some convention, um, seminars and uh, like they'll have the NHRA breakfast in the morning. They'll have the, uh, CMO Awards presentation in the morning. There's a lot of stuff going on. And so it's go, 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 go. And now keep in mind, that is one million square feet of real estate. You gotta hustle back and forth and back and forth, let alone walk from the LVH, which is the Las Vegas Hilton. Well, it used to be Las Vegas Hilton, then it was the LVH, and now it's called the Westgate. And uh, you walk between the two buildings and you are immediately in the uh, convention center. <laughs> Here we go again. Where's how many times How
3: many times have you been to Vegas?
2: Uh, oh, I can't remember. Can not even count them?
3: Especially I only go for this event. I've only been one time, and I went to the I we were at the Mirage and I oh, that's a beautiful. From what hotel. I remember, the buffet at the Mirage. Oh, is priceless. Was the greatest food experience I've ever had in my entire life. I and will. I used to weigh close to 300 pounds. So I know a good food experience. <laughs> and I tell you the it was like $45 buffet, but it I mean we were there for probably an hour and I didn't want to leave. I wanted to stay for like 3 hours. So
2: you ate 300 pounds worth? Ah, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I ate 300 pounds worth or if I ate $300 worth, but well the other thing that's interesting about that particular buffet and I'm sure other hotels do it as well. The bar's open in the morning, so I was sitting there, and the guy next to me, when I was out there this earlier this year with my a.m. wife, it's already drunk. <laughs> no, no, he comes back with two bottles of two glasses of beer, and his wife comes back with two glasses of wine. Now this is, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning, because we're on our on our little excursion out there. And I thought, I said, "Where'd you get that?" He goes, "I got over the bar," and I said, "The bar?" And he says, "Yeah." He says, "The bar's open." I said, "For breakfast." He says, "Yeah." He says, "Robert." Well, actually, we kind of knew each other a little bit. He kind of we had spoken before. He goes, "Robert, this is a twenty-four hour town, so it's like you might be thinking you're eating breakfast and you're eating dinner." You know, I mm-hmm. mean, that's the way it was. And, and the Mirage, I will have to say, that's uh, that is one of my favorite hotels out there. If I'm not at the LVH, I will stay at the Mirage, and yeah, it was it was awesome. It is and. and the, you're right. The quality of the food, the variety of the food, the I variety mean, exactly. That's what got me. I couldn't believe it. King
3: crab in the morning for breakfast, and, and and not only that. I mean, when you go to a buffet, you think king crab and you think prime rib, mm-hmm. but there was curry chicken. There was prime rib. There was, I mean, plus crablet, the omelets and everything there was else. Salmon, they got the salmon was sure <laughs> omelets. I mean, it, I can't think of anything that it didn't have. Even ice it cream. Didn't have it, and if it didn't have it, you could have asked. And within 20 minutes,
2: they would have had it. They would have had it. It it
3: was like, what?
2: So that's a testimony to the Mirage Hotel. So if anybody decides to go out to uh, Las Vegas, um, like Chris does all the time, (laughs) uh, be sure and uh, join the M Life Club and get your little, it's kind of like the Players Club, and then you get all kinds of discounts and perks and stuff like that. Unfortunately, we don't get perks and discounts during the week of SEMA. We get... Nickel and dimed, and we got nickel and dimed. I mean, if it weren't for the fact that I was credentialed to some extent, I mean, that's almost, that's an extremely expensive trip out there. But, but the event? is priceless. And you've heard me say this before over and over and over. Of the four events that you have to do each year, you have to go to Amelia Island, you have to go to Scottsdale, you have to go to Monterey, and you have to go to SEMA. Those, those events right there, because anybody and everybody that's in the industry will show up at those particular events. I mean, that's where you will find them. And the neat thing about it, particularly SEMA, SEMA is just, it's like it's all right there. Everybody's right there between the hotel and the convention center. And that's where all the, like I said, the seminars are, the symposiums and stuff, not to mention the The, you know, the keynote speakers and stuff, they're all right there. So, I mean, like I bumped into Billy Gibbons, Jimmy Shine, Aaron uh, uh, Hagar, you know, uh, uh, Sammy Hagar's kid, um, Brad Fanshaw. All the guys that have been on our show have, we're hanging out there. And I got to hang out with Slick and uh, Dennis Pittsenberger. Dennis was doing some TV show out there. Alan Taylor, who's been on our show a number of times, he was out there doing his show uh the girls obviously were doing their thing they were doing interviews they were sitting there at various booths like they'll show up at magnaflow or they'll show up at edelbrock or they'll show up at keystone or they'll show up at uh pirelli or someplace like that and, and they'll be signing autographs <coughs> chick foos was there but the cool thing was is they had on uh, one night i think it was um wednesday night wednesday night they had a VIP party for all the uh velocity um gang and uh there you go. You got all the VIP. The VIP thing, exactly. VIP That's is where it's at. Big, exactly. So, uh, you know, I somehow slithered into that deal, and that was okay, because I got to meet uh, Mike Brewer from, uh, um, what's it called? The British guys that do the uh, Wheeler Dealers. And I was pretty impressed. Mike was pretty cool. Uh, he was a really nice guy. But the guy that I, I, I did talk to him for a few minutes, so I got a chance to talk to, um, but he was swarmed, uh, was uh, Richard Rollins from uh, Fast and Loud. But the guy that I hung out with that was cool, was Aaron Kaufman. And that's the guy with the beard. Aaron's pretty cool on Fast and Loud. And he's a true car guy. Um, Rich is more of a business guy. He likes cars. He's in the cars. But he's not really, you know, like, uh, I don't think he knows what a screwdriver and a wrench is, really. Um, I think he has an idea, but that's because he writes checks for him. But What is the difference between a screwdriver <coughs> and a wrench? They're tools, but one's used to take off nuts and bolts, and the other one's used to take off screws. And, um,. Oh. So I'm being facetious, of course. And I probably shouldn't say that, but anyway. But uh, no, he's I, and I and I say that affectionately because he's a really super nice guy and what a comedian! The guy really does know how to entertain. I think he's actually got a couple commercials on TV right now outside of the uh, normal fast and loud deals. But Richard was a real nice guy. I talked to him for a few. But Aaron was cool because Aaron and I were talking cars, and Aaron really is a car guy. I mean, he that's he eats, sleeps and drinks cars. He's kind of in the bikes a little bit. He's a Ford guy, um, but you know he'll throw a, a, a bow tie. Boat, junk boat, boat anchor motor in a car once in a while to make it work, but pretty much he's a Ford guy. <coughs> and, um, but he, he was pretty cool. And then, of course, I was hanging out with Slick, you know, from Slick's Garage down here in Palmetto and Dennis. And, um, so it was, it was pretty nice. And I got to meet some really interesting people and see who else was there. Probably everybody that you see on Velocity, Wayne Carini was there, said hi to Wayne. And, uh, so it was just a really cool cast of characters. And then I met a couple of new guys. Now we had, um, um Chuck Palumbo was on our show. He was on the TV show that is called The Car Hoarders, I believe. Well, the, his partner in that show is Rick Dore, And I know a little bit about Rick Doerr, but I never really realized that he really truly is a classic, vintage, southern California hot rod car designer. And he puts out some wild stuff. If you Google Rick Doerr, D-O-R-E, he does some really neat, classic you know early um, '50s stuff. You know Ed Roth style, Chuck Barris. I mean, just a combination of all those guys. You know Dean Jeffries, uh, Daryl Starberg stuff. He does great, great design. So, and and what he does is he basically comes up with the with the concept. Okay, and then he finds guys to build the cars. And his cars are, I mean, you know they're uh, Oakland Roadster Show quality cars. I mean, you win the Oakland Roadster Show and you you you've got a trophy worth talking about. You know, and um but there was countless people like that. I mean, Bear Maguire from uh, Car Crazy, he was out there. Corky Coker, my good old buddy from uh, Coker Tire, he was there. We were slumming it a little bit. And and that's the way it is. The camaraderie out there is just incredible because these guys are all approachable, and you can talk to them. You know, that's what really, really was neat about the whole thing, you know. So, um, and then the cars. This year they did a, um, you know, I talk about the cars at SEMA. Now, you, you hear me talking about the cars at Pebble Beach, and the cars at Pebble Beach are basically restored. And those cars are put together... Like they 're supposed to be as they rolled off the assembly line, or by the coach builders, but they 're generally whatever they came, however which way they rolled off the assembly line back then today they 're exponentially better, and that 's only because we have better materials and paints and um, you know things to line the cars up with excuse me again where 's the sound effect? Anyway, um but you know it's like when you get out there you're on this this high this adrenaline you know because you got so much to do and so much ground to pound and meet all these people. I mean, I was hanging out with Pete Brock, you know, a good friend of mine, you know, B.R.E. Dotson and obviously the the designer of the 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 and builder of the original first Daytona coupe which helped Shelby win the only US Manufacturers Championship in 1965, and also he penned the original Stingray Stingray 1963 to 67 mid year Corvette uh, when he was working at General Motors with Bill Mitchell. So you know he he's the guy's an incredible designer. You know, and of course, now if you go to his website bre. Brock Racing Enterprises, he does the trailers now, so he's got these really cool, I think they're called Aero Design something trailers, so he's got some really state-of-the-art stuff. I mean, this guy's an extremely talented guy, very, very nice guy. Uh, Lingenfelter was out there, you know, and he was out there with his really cool Corvettes. I mean, beautiful stuff. But back to the cars. The cars that show up at SEMA are unlike any cars that you've ever seen on the planet. These cars epitomize perfection. Paint? Yes, flawless. Gaps? flawless and tight interior stitching trim mechanics everything i cannot overemphasize enough my buddy steve Strope and and kudos to stevie out there steve does by far in my opinion and there's only two guys i think that are really 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 super good and that's troy trepana of uh, red rods rad radical rides by troy he was out of uh, i think um illinois and Troy and um, Steve Strope, who's out of California, but he's originally an upstate New York kid. And his cars are unbelievable. He showed up with a 65, uh, 67 Fairlane this year, okay, with a killer FE motor in it. And, and Lamborghini knockoff wheels, pin drive, nine inch, flawlessly built, but he takes American cars and incorporates Italian hybrid design technical features in his cars. Like I said, here's a 67 Fairlane. It looks like a 67 Fairlane. When you walk up to it, you go, wow, if you know what a Lamborghini Mura is, it had Mura wheels on it. I mean, incredible. Alan, if you're listening, I know you appreciate this because Alan's a big Lamborghini Ferrari guy. <coughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> hey, you did that without me reaching up there. Cool. <coughs> this is terrible, but... You know, that's why I didn't do the show last week. My voice was so bad, and we had a guest schedule, I had to postpone it. And then I postponed it from Tuesday to Wednesday, and couldn't even do it on Wednesday. My voice just went beep. So, uh, bear with me, guys. This is what happens when you fly on flights. You know, let me tell you about my flight. The reason at the beginning of the show, we played that little, I did that little play on the airline thing, because I flew Frontier. And I'm not going to give them a big plug, because I'm not exactly excited with those guys. The only reason I flew them is they weren't that awful expensive, but I didn't want to fly in the Ebola. Dallas okay I figured I'd fly around it so in order to get an early flight out and a late flight out because that way you don't spend all your time on an airplane and waste all the time traveling uh, I flew Frontier which dropped us off in Dallas and I had a four-hour layover in Dallas that ticked me off but I still got there before one o'clock on 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 Monday so this is Ebola that we're hearing out of your mouth I don't know if it is or not I don't think you had a four-hour layover in Dallas No, no 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 in Denver in oh, Denver, to I bypassed Dallas. No, no, no. I didn't want to fly into Dallas because I knew if I did, I would get Ebola. <laughs> oh, you avoided it really well. <laughs> yeah, I did, didn't I? I got the next best thing. I'm not sure what I got, but I am hacking. In Denver, you probably got a bunch of legalized marijuana is what you got. <laughs> not, well, you know what? It's funny. They, they actually, I mean, yeah. At the airport, probably. The airport. You couldn't take five steps out of the airport without it. Okay. Oh, look. There you, we you go. Oh, boy. Uh, it's uh, But anyway, um, so, yeah, and then uh, I flew into LV, and then I had the return flight also going into Denver and then back to Clearwater, or Tampa, rather. Anyway, <coughs> as I struggled through my show this evening, but uh, Steve's cars are incredible. Now, last year, he had another cool car. He took a 65 Mustang, and he painted it in Martini Rossi livery. And they're well known for road race cars, and you know the run Le Mans, everything like that, and all over Europe. I think they raced a few cars in the United States, but they weren't big on coming over to the U.S. They pretty much stayed in Europe. But had Ford uh, give, uh, had Martini and Rossi sponsor the race team and used the Ford Mustang in, in their in their uh, sedan races over there in Europe, he built the car as how he envisioned they would build the car. So here's a Shelby looking '65 Mustang. State-of-the-art, with a 1965-66 quad cam uh, Indy motor, Ford Indy motor. Now, I don't know if you know much about the quad cam Ford Indy motors, but they basically have some really cool set of heads. on I mean, them. They're reversible. The intake can be on, the exhaust can be on one side, the intake on the other side, and vice versa. I mean, it's just a really cool piece. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Thank gosh for the marvel of editing. But anyway... And then he had some really cool pin drive wheels on that one. Underneath, just absolutely meticulous and flawless. I mean, seams. I mean, every gap, every detail, every stitch, every gauge, everything. And not only is Steve's cars perfect, or as near as perfect as you can get, those things fly. I mean, they are engineered. Steve, generally, really, really engineers. Check out Steve's strobe stuff. It's called Pure Vision. Look him up on the website. Pure Vision. Here's another plug for you, Stevie. And he's modest. He doesn't like me um, bragging too much. But he's good. He is really, really good. And Troy. Troy's another one. you got to check out Troy. Rad Rods by Rad Rides by Radical Rods by Troy Trepina. Amazing stuff. Now, that's not to say that other guys aren't out there doing it. A lot of guys do really cool costumes. But they put you on know, the boilerplate Chevrolet motor in it or or, or motor in, uh What kind of sound effects we got there? That's a Shelby GT for you right there. That's a Shelby GT. There you go. Yeah. That's it. I like that. That's music to my ears. And um, But anyway, <clears throat> so, um, and then, of course, this is, everybody that has a really, really cool car that gets invited to use a car as a display vehicle, that's, that's a huge honor. I mean, that's not something, you know, they, they only take the cream of the crop, you know, so for Magnaflow or for Meguiar's, and McGuire's always has the Riddler car in his show. Uh, or BASF or something like that, which always has one of uh, um, Chip Foose's cars in there. I mean, another guy that does excellent, excellent work and 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 really builds some cool cars is Brian Fuller. Brian's been on our show. He's out of Atlanta. Uh, him and Stevie are, are, are buds. In fact, all the guys are buddies. You know, so I mean, there was some really, really amazing talent there. You know, and you've got to go there. You got to ch- check it out. It is. It's. I mean, you talk about the ultimate automotive adrenaline rush and inspiring. I'm just like wow in awe every time. Now, what they did this time? Typically on Friday, um, most people blow out of there, <coughs> and typically I do. And but this time, I decided to stay an extra day because they did a special show. And if you recall, a couple of weeks ago, we had Peter McGillivray on our show, who's the uh, director for events and communication for SEMA, and they had this new event called uh, SEMA Ignite. So what they did. Is they had basically like, uh, you know, uh, like a special VIP party and stuff there. And it was over by the big Ferris wheel, which is the tallest Ferris wheel, I believe, on the planet, or at least on the continental USA. And it's pretty cool. It takes almost 20 minutes to go all the way around. And uh, so they had this big area, this big giant parking lot roped off. And they had this, they had basically, they were completing the build offs, okay, for some of the cars that were going on there. Well, they also had our good friend, Steve. Uh, Um, Darnell on there from uh, Welder Up or from Las Vegas Rat Rods. He was there, and he had his big, nasty diesels out there, his Rat Rod diesels, and he was just doing burnouts and donuts and all kinds of stuff and really blowing some black smoke out there for everybody. And he also had his really tricked-out Gasser 55 uh, Chevy there um, with 392 in it, or 426, whatever it might have been. You're
1: despicable.
2: I am despicable. Pickleball, that's right. But anyway, so Steve was there. I hung out with Steve for a few minutes. And uh, so that went on. Uh, and, of course, they were giving awards away. And uh, they had some music and stuff. And then, of course, everybody retreated back to the hotel. Now, the next day, people were pretty much wrapping up there. And, um, and I met some pretty cool people while I was out there. One guy I met in particular, um, his name was Rob also. He's from California. And he does a really cool deal. He's got this uh, little machine that he's got. And keep in mind, a lot of the state-of-the-art stuff that that is now, these days, incorporated into the automotive world really came out of aerospace, okay? So he has this little device, and we're going, to have him, we're going to have him on as a guest. Not only does he know about what he's doing, but he's also a car guy, too, and a builder and a hot rodder kind of guy, you know, and a hobbyist. But uh, this little device goes out there, and basically it scans your car. Now, the hot thing that they had out there this year was, if you recall from our show a few weeks ago, is they were actually building a car. They actually had somebody there set up a giant 3D printer, and they made exterior components for a car that they mounted on a chassis, and then they drove that car over to CMA United. That was kind of cool. Well, what what uh, Bob's company does is they basically scan this vehicle, or scan whatever part that is, or component, and then it's all ready to just basically pop into a, a 3D scanner, and then you can build whatever you're building, or recreate whatever you're building, and you can build basically prototypes. Now, I'm truly impressed with this new 3D stuff, because especially from a, from a printer standpoint, it's, it's uh, pretty incredible. So who knows where the technology is going to go in the next couple of years. It's going to go exponential. I mean, there's <coughs> excuse me. There's already rumors that uh, that Home Depot is going to be selling miniature versions of it. The first time I saw a 3-D printer was uh, at the PRI show about uh, six, seven years ago. And they had a small-scale version of it. It was making little components, little tools and wrenches and pliers and little things like that. But the stuff was actual functional and, you know, 3-D. And it was, uh, you know, to scale. So it was pretty cool stuff. Um, the next day I was invited to go to a cars and coffee because as you guys know, one of the things I do when I am wherever is I have a tendency to kind of cruise the alleys. I'm on Craigslist. I'm on eBay. I'm in the little rag papers. I'm anywhere and everywhere. And if I can find a junk car or part or something that I think is cool that I can, you know, maybe make a penny or two on, I'm going to be all over that. Well, over the years I've kind of cultivated, um, you know, friendships and relationships with people in shops. So, you know, I wander in all these shops. There's one guy, I was hanging out with my buddy Tony at his uh, shop, and he does Porsches and stuff. And I was watching this Porsche roll in the shop across the street. And I said, does that guy over there work on Porsches? And he says, well, not really. He's doing some stuff for uh, the Count. I said, Count? Oh, you mean Danny Coker? Yeah. Danny was out there, but he was so busy I couldn't hook up with him. But I did see Horny Mike and and, uh, the other guy, the new guy that's on the show now, the painter. <coughs> but anyway, so I walked over there and introduced myself and turns out that guy, his name's Greg, he's in the high rods. So he starts talking about this warehouse full of cool old cars that he's got. Unfortunately, he just he was busy because he had a deadline. I had I was busy because I had to get back to the to the hotel to do stuff that I needed to do. But he did give me a little taste of some of the cool stuff he had. He had a really cool vintage fifties Schaefer in old script, you know, cast, uh flywheel which was really cool aluminum with you know the steel disc on it and i thought that was really nice neat. and he goes oh you know what that is i said yeah and then, uh, and then i asked him i said Do you have any more flathead stuff and he says oh yeah so he takes me over to this little room and he starts unbolting um, this or opening up this cabinet and boom, boom there's edmunds parts and wyne parts and when i say wine, i'm talking about it back in the day when it said say s a y y w e i dash and y and okay <coughs> Excuse me, that's late 50s, early 60s stuff. That's rare stuff. That's very collectible. He had some Offenhauser stuff. I mean, just trips. He had quads. He had a really cool set of stacks up there, breathers, all kinds of neat stuff, some funky transmissions, and 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 I mean, it, 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 the list went on and on and on. He took me from cabinet to cabinet to cabinet. He says, by the way, this is nothing. When you got more time, set up an appointment, and I'll uh, catch you on the weekend, and we can go uh, scrounge. And I said, sounds like a date to me, man. And um so that was just really neat. But anyway, so Tony was telling me about this Cars and Coffee thing that they do over in Henderson. So the next day, I went over there. Now, they had a Cars and Coffee, which rivals anything we have over here. But they do theirs every week. Now, the cars you saw in there was a, a row of Aston Martins, vintage Corvettes, uh, Shelbys, Bosses, Cobras, um, 300 SL Mercedes-Benz, 190s, 911s, 356s, um, Jaguars, uh, old, shoebox old Fords, 55, 56, you know, Tri-5 Chevrolets, Nomads. 55, 56, 57, Pontiac, Pontiac Safaris, wagons, it's just really, really cool, it was just endless, they were coming and going, that was probably easily two, three hundred cars, and that was a weekday, I mean a week event, they said a week turnout, because a lot of people were, there were so many things going on that day, so, <coughs> the other thing that was going on, was out at the um, racetrack, was the uh, Optima Challenge, now, we're going to have the gentleman on from from Optima Batteries because I run Optima Batteries and uh I I, I know a little bit about the Optima events and those guys put together some serious road race cars okay I mean I thought they were when I showed up they were just basically autocrossing but the traffic was a joke and the, the to get from Vegas to the racetrack is only about um yeah 20 minutes you know if you're driving the speed limit or something like that it took me almost an hour and But what I didn't know what was going on at the same time, they had an air show, a fly-in, some exotic car competition, drag races. The week before, the NHRA just had their drag races there at uh, whatchamacallit. NASCAR stuff was going on next week. I mean, it was just slammed with car stuff, you know. And, of course, the Optima Challenge, and that was a three-day event. And uh, so I went out to that, hung out there with Dennis. He was announcing and a couple other guys. And uh, those are pretty serious cars. There was a guy out there, the one car that I thought was real cool, I saw it last year because it was on show. Uh, or on stage basically at uh, SEMA, and of course it was again this year, It was a guy had a 53 or 54, maybe it was earlier than that, maybe it was 49 or 50, Buick convertible. <coughs> Only this bad boy was sitting on an Art Morrison chassis bagged with a nasty little, uh, I believe it had a North Star motor in it. And so here's the thing. Perfect, rust-free, but relic-looking. That's the term we use nowadays to, as opposed to rat rod. It's a polite way of saying that it was, you know, it's all fresh, but it's got the the paint was, you know, painted and then they sanded it, it, scuffed it off, so it looks kind of old, and then they clear cut it. So that's called relic. I guess that's the new term. And um, that guy was out there flying. I mean, he was keeping up with the Camaros and the Mustangs, and there was some pretty serious stuff out there. Two guys I met, uh, an uncle and nephew team um, out of North Carolina. One guy had a nine forty four. Bad to the bone look looking 944. Now it's, you know, it's basically an Audi <coughs> on a Porsche, with a Porsche body over it. But this one wasn't. This one had an LS3 under it. So his uncle was racing a 911, and I was staring at that thing. And when he fired that thing up, I thought, hmm, that's got an unusual sound to it. It sounds like it's got two extra cylinders. And sure enough, it had an LS3 in it also. That was crazy. That was crazy. and uh, But these guys are out there. I mean, these guys are serious. They were blowing some serious doors in on each other out there. And it was, they were going at it. So you need to check out that Google Optima Challenge and uh, find out some more stuff. I'm going to go have my good buddy throw something on the turntable for you and since we're talking about old cool cars I think we're going to go with a little bit of rockabilly music or some old garage band music because while I was out there I got satellite radio one of the things I listen to is, is little Stevens Underground and little Stevens Underground that's uh, uh, Steven Van, Z- uh, Van Zandt I think is his name and it, you know the guitarist for um, occasionally for E Street Band for Springsteen but uh, it plays a lot of garage rock music and uh, so here's a little something and I think this is who's this from? Uh, the vice barons, the vice bar. Oh, this is called Fuzzy and Wild, or Wild and Fuzzy, or something. <laughs> or no, is that it? Is that the one? Fuzzy and Wild, Fuzzy and Wild. Hey, check it out. Hey, you're tuning into nostalgic video cars. I'll be right back after I hack. How about that? I'll be right back after I hack. No. <laughs> Here we go. Don't you can't, ma- you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. Kelly cough, <coughs> cough. <laughs> She's gonna kill me. Don't go away.
0: Hey, mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you might get a free drink. Hey
3: now, and have mercy, this is Billy F. Gibbons from ZZ Top, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
2: Okay, we're back, and yes, that was Billy Gibbons. And yes, he is going to come on our show finally um he's buddy buddies with jimmy shine from the car warriors and socal speed shop with uh, peachy porous and i'll tell you what i mean it's just amazing how how approachable some of these guys are because two car guys you know they don't discriminate they just hey come on up man hang out take a picture have a beer you know and that's pretty much the way it was (coughs) so um but anyway where was i i was talking about oh yeah the Optima challenge thing okay so that was pretty cool And uh, so I got to do that. And then, of course, I went and, you know, hit uh, some side streets. And again... Every time I'm out there, I find these rust-free, solid cars. I mean, stuff that I, I look them up on Craigslist a little bit to kind of get an idea of what's out there. But, I mean, 69 Camaros, yes, you find them out there rust-free. I mean, they might just be plain-Jane six-cylinder cars. But the thing that I find a lot out there is Mustangs. And I find a lot of full-size Cadillacs and Buicks and, you know, late 50s, early 60s full-size two-door and four-door cars. They're all over the place. And trucks. Trucks everybody. So if you guys are in the 50s, 60s trucks, man, don't waste your time buying some rust bucket out here. Because again, I appraise cars and I do valuations and PPIs and stuff like that. And again, from a value standpoint, from a value position, okay, an original car with original sheet metal, sheet metal, hands down trumps a rebuilt car. You know, that reproduction stuff, it's reproduction. It's crap. Okay. Sorry. And I got a lot of friends that make this stuff. And in a pinch, if you're in a bind, fine. If it's within your budget and that's all you can do, that's understandable too. But if you can't get a rust free car from Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, Northern Cal, or, you know, Southern Cal, you know, Inland. I mean, there's just, it's worth it. It really is. Just pay the premium, have the car dragged back, or drag it back yourself if you have to, and uh, <coughs> you'll be much happier. I, I got a 65 Mustang convertible that happens to be a San Jose car, 289 4 bill four-speed convertible, and I've decided to sell that car. Pretty solid car, but the problem is it's been in Florida too long, so it's got a few minor rust issues. Now, for the average guy, no big deal. Okay, you know, because it's, it's normal. That's what they expect here in Florida. But I'm kind of fussy, and I'm spoiled. So having said that, I'm going to sell the car. It's a nice car. It's a good car. Don't get me wrong. But I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to find myself a rust-free beater that's all original. Original paint, original this, original that. I know, I'm sure I'll probably get bent over, and I'll pay a premium for it. But, you know, I'll be much happier. You know, and my car's a 289 4 bill, four-speed car, San jose Bill car. No power steering, no power brakes, manual top. I mean, that is about as basic as you get. But... It's a four-speed car, and it's a two, it's a four-barrel car, so A-code. So if you Mustang aficionados know what I'm talking about, yes-siree. Same thing with Camaros. I actually found a lot of 71, 72, 73 second-gen Camaros out there. <coughs> Excuse me. A few Firebirds. Not too many. But, <coughs> damn, I'm struggling. Uh, let me give you a rundown on the events that are coming up here. This next weekend is Moultrie. Um, next weekend is the Turkey Rod Run, and also the Motive Trend Car Show in... Uh, orlando the big you know the doohickey for all the new cars and then the weekend after that is our our show so at festivals of speed at the ritz carlton now i may have some tickets chris you got that uh what do they call that thing the price is right thing because what i might do is i think it's appropriate that we give away some tickets for the festivals of speed event in uh at the ritz carlton that's it that's Let's make it really loud. There you go. There you go. Okay. Now, if you want to call in the 11th caller, I've got two sets of tickets for two separate callers. to call in in the next three to five minutes. Down here at the studio, 727-441. That phone's ringing already, so somebody's got this on speed dial. No question. Anyway, the studio number here is 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. That's for a set of tickets for two people to go to Festivals of Speed at the Ritz-Carlton. Okay? That's over there on the other side of SeaWorld. So give us a call here at the studio again, 727-441-3000. Hey, Chris, I got through that without coughing and gagging. (laughs) <laughs> it's not over yet there it, it is. is not over there we go there we go yeah according to this computer clock here it says seven forty-six. so <laughs> anyway so uh now let me fast forward to uh last monday on my miserable flight back um which was sunday actually oh yeah then sunday guess what here i am i'm up practically all day you know i get three hours worth of sleep got a miserable air flight hang out at the airport i land at five thirty. 515 and, and Tampa on Sunday, okay. Now, you know what's going on Sunday? Sunday, we got Bug Jam in Dade City. Not only a have Bug Jam in Dade City, which I typically go to, which I have been for the last, I don't know, 30 some odd years when it started in the land of lakes, but downtown St. Pete, we have the St. Pete Yakub Concourse. That's going on as, as well. And so it's kind of, of a, you know, Bug guy, Porsche slash VW air cool kind of guy. I kind of felt obligated to go there. So I sent my other half of the crew over to, uh, to the Vinoy down there and they hung out at the car shop. <coughs> Excuse me. The car, the concourse. But anyway, so I, then, then, and I had to wait for my son to come pick me up in the morning. He was a little on the late side because, because he got to get ready for some exams that are coming up or some tests for school and stuff like that. So by the time he got me, he was running about 30, 40 minutes late. No big deal. So we went and had breakfast, and then off to Bug Jam we went. Of course, I was there all day long. And then after, I went to Bug Jam, and wheeling and dealing and networking and meeting people and talking to people and handing out flyers and brochures and talking about festivals of speed and Million Island Select, and that's what I do a lot. Um, I went over to a friend of mine's house, who's actually a customer of mine, and he had a couple cars over there that I was trying to broker. And um, so by the time I got home, it was like 12. (coughs) <coughs> because when you get together jaw jacking with a couple car guys, it's not jaw jacking for two, three minutes. It's jaw jacking for hours and hours and hours. It gets worse when I hang out with my buddy Hank and Pete and those guys, because we order pizza and a couple cases of beer. Now, I don't go through the couple cases of beer, but I, I help them out. Yingling, of course, you know. So there's a plug for Yingling beer, which we like. We don't drink that little sissy little Crudweiser. Whoops. We don't have them as a sponsor, do we, Chris? No. Okay. Um, we're good. Huh? And well, well, not anymore. Not anymore. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Anybody who drinks light beer, you better put a tutu on, as far as I'm concerned, because you just don't know what... You know, beer's got to have a flavor. I mean, beer's a man's drink, man. Come on. You know, I mean, I do either drink a beer or I have a bourbon and coke, and, but I've never been drunk and never been... Well, I have been a little tipsy, but never drunk. You know, never knee-walking, commode-hugging high, as they say. But anyway, so then, uh, Tuesday, Monday, I got some meetings. Tuesday, I got meetings. Tuesday afternoon, I started feeling pretty crappy pretty quick. So I had to call Chris and say, Chris, you know what? I don't think I'm going to be able to do my show tonight. And then uh, he says, what about tomorrow? I said, well, let's try to do it for tomorrow, so which we do. And, of course, the owner of the studio, our Queen Bee, Lola, is gracious enough to let me bounce back and forth once in a while. And I was really bad on Wednesday. And the bad part about it was is I was supposed to be in Daytona because we had the first ever for HSR 24-hour classic. Now, let me explain the 24-hour classic. in Le Mans, At Le Mans in France... Every two years, they do the 24-hour classic. And what that is, is a 24, it's a it's a mimic of the, or it's a, a kind of a, yeah, they're mimicking the 24-hour race. But what they do is they don't let you run these vintage cars for 24 hours. They break you up in groups, but you run a 24-hour session. <coughs> you may only run on a track at 45 minutes or 50 minutes as a group, and then you come in and the next group goes out. But this goes on for 24 hours. And you've got to go out like three or four times during the night. So we did the first ever, or HSR did the first ever 24-hour classic here in the United States at Daytona. And they had 17 teams from Europe show up. 17 nationalities, 16, you know, obviously country, but 17, I think it was 17 different nationalities were there racing. Most amazing stuff you've ever seen. I mean, we had Porsches, we had Jaguars, we had Aston Martin. There was an Aston Martin there, a really nice 76 uh, DB uh, Vantage Series 3 version of the DB Six, I get DB series car. Okay, DBS, I think they call it. Uh, a Pantera GTS, which is very rare. Two GT40s, three GT40s, actually. One with a big block, two small block cars. Countless Porsches, um, 962s, uh, a Maserati MC12, which that's unheard of. And the, and the, the particular MC12 that showed up (coughs) was the, uh, the winningest MC12 in race history in the GT class for, or GT1, I think. Uh, one of the GT, top GT classes um, in Europe from 2005 to, I think, like 2009. So that was a car with very, very good history. And they also brought up a 458, and they had some just, I mean, it was just some some incredible cars. Lola's were there all over the place. There was uh, Alva's. There was some small bore stuff. There was some Alphas. There was some MGs out there. There was a Turner out there. Really, really, really good composition. And by that, I mean a good field of cars a good variety of cars so and what the neat thing about it was it was kind of like the vintage days it's not like you had you know you might have a car going out there 170 down the back straight away but you also had cars going back there that could barely crank 110 okay my buddy don he was out there with his panos um did very well missed had a couple close calls but he survived it all until the last day that his he was supposed to race he threw a belt and unfortunately um (coughs) <coughs> Somebody had a little mishap on the track, and they cut the race short. And then Don came in, scrambled, got the belt switched out, left the hood off his car, went out to the track, was ready to hit the track, and then he stopped the race. Or they, they cut the race short, so unfortunate for him. But I think he's still good in point standing. I think he's going to be racing in Sebring in a couple of weeks. But that was a fun event. So that was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Well, oh, Wednesday was practice, kind of like. So the actual racing was um, qualifying and all that stuff was uh, Friday and Saturday thursday friday and then saturday was racing and then all night through the night and uh it was pretty incredible we were up until about two o'clock that night on saturday and it was like the good old days i mean there was an, a, a a ton of people a fair amount of spectators and it was really cool is everybody was kind of lining up around the track like in the old days with motorhomes and you know everybody was camping and having a good time i mean it was really really nostalgic there's no other way to describe it so this will be an Every other year event, okay? So what, what they're going to do with the Le Mans Classic is they're going to alternate. So visit the HSR website, and you can get all the information and all the scoop on uh, on HSR events. Now, <coughs> here we go again. Cough, 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 cough. Also, this past weekend was the Winter Park Concourse. So naturally, while I'm still high on my car adrenaline, as I usually get, you can tell by that in my voice. I mean, you can tell how passionate and how serious I am about car stuff, okay? And sometimes I can just get the rambling. Somebody said, that's probably why I do radio. Not necessarily. I just love this gig. It's kind of cool. And um, But anyway, I, you know, you know, I'm taking 30, 40 years' worth of experience, and I'm just kind of blabbing it, shouting it out to the world for millions and millions of people to see and hear. See, that's if you get got your little uh, Internet thingy on, and uh, you can see us live here in the studio. Or if you're on the other side of the window, like Chris is, who's texting right now. Do not text and operate a radio station at the same time. You could have a... I don't think Chris is listening. Knock, knock, tap, 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 tap. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at breaking stories. Breaking stories? Like what? Well, there's... What's more important than the Nostalgic Radio and Cars? I'm looking for... I'm looking up stories. You're, oh, okay.
3: okay. You're, you're,
2: you're, you're killing the mic over
3: here. I'm, I'm trying, trying to help you out.
2: Okay, okay. That's fine. No problem. Let me get... All right. Where was I? Uh, oh, yeah. Winter Cars. Winter Park Concourse. Okay, so here I am. Oh, yeah. By the way, I had to drive over the 53-footer, which... <coughs> That's just the length of the trailer, the 550, and I have to haul this for them. Um, Hollywood Car Auctions. Okay, and um, and don't forget Amelia Island. We will have our all Porsche auction on Friday night. We've got a number of cars consigned. Hollywood Wheels, Hollywood Car Auctions. Um, Mike Flynn, my buddy over there, and his family, uh, Flo and Kelly and Jay and all the guys and Hook, and everybody. I mean, they're just it's just. One great family. True car people, family people, everybody gets involved. I mean, teamwork extraordinaire. So anyway, um, Hook took the big transporter over there. He had a bunch of cars there because we had some stuff on display, and I pulled over the other transporter, the small one, two car with uh, a couple race cars in it for HSR, the HSR guys. (coughs) And... um, so. uh, I had to drive that bad boy back. Now it's one thing when you're kind of you know you're on the interstate or you're on big roads, you know you're whipping in and out. You know it's no big deal. Last year I had to drive the thing down to Boca, and that was a little bit of a chore getting in and out of Boca down there with that big fifty foot, fifty three footer. Now keep in mind, the trailer's fifty three foot, and the and the truck's probably another I don't know you know maybe eighteen feet long or whatever it is you know sixteen seventeen feet eighteen twenty. So basically I'm almost as long as a semi, but I'm not as tall, okay, or as um, big bulky. But still, I have to I have to try to maneuver around. So anyway, so I'm I'm, I'm on Fairbanks Avenue in Orlando, and I'm heading out to Winter Park. And as usual, you know, there's no place to park a big truck. So I'm going around and around and around. Of course, then I get down to some of these side streets trying to make a U-turn, and people just have no respect for the guy in the truck. You know, so I get get out of my truck. I got to back, beg the guy to back up a little bit so I could back up, so I could take another shot at the turn, so I can make the radius. Long and short, short of it is, I got parked. <coughs> Hiked it about a mile to the to the Winter Park concourse. And it's on Park Avenue, and at the end of the Park Avenue is a big country club down there. And I'll tell you what, it was an amazing event. I mean, you name it, again, Porsches, Maseratis, Ferraris, Mustangs, had a huge muscle car display this time, a lot of Mustangs, a lot of Camaros, Uh, you know, mid-50s classics, 47, 48, 49 Fords, you know, Woodies. Um, The cars that were really, really impressive were the mid-50s Ferraris, which always seemed to take the show, but probably more outstanding and a lot of these events, and it still is, and it still goes to show you how strong that market is, is the pre-war classics. I mean, the Stutzes, the Duesenbergs, the V16 Cadillacs. Tom DuPont actually brought a DuPont over there, one of the cars that he has at the, uh, his museum down here on uh, on Almerton Road. And Tom had one of his cars featured there. Um, there was a guy that, the, two, the car, two cars that won the show, interestingly enough, I got three minutes left? Gee whiz, I haven't been blabbing that much? Okay, well, the car that won that show was uh, 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 a Bizzarini Targa, which is a very rare car, and uh, another gentleman that had a uh, three hundred Mercedes five (coughs) hundred and forty K. Anyway, all right. So Chris is counting me down. All I can tell you is uh, Car Week Extraordinaire. This week we got car stuff going on. Next week, don't forget, we got the Motor Trend thing. We got Turkey Rod Run. This weekend's Moultrie. In two weeks, first weekend in December, last weekend of the month. Festivals of Speed at the Ritz Carlton. Uh, again, you know, if you want to call in here, I think we both probably both sets of tickets are given away. But I'll have some more tickets for next week. Check out our website, Motorsports dot com, and you can go to our events page. Everything's on there. Don't forget the uh, people that I mentioned earlier. Uh, again, thanks to my sponsors, uh, Rib Shack. It's Rib Shack Tuesday. Great barbecue. Belladore's Pizza. Great pizza. Naughty Nancy's next door, and. Uh, how am I supposed to respond to that? <laughs> I thought you'd like it. It's I like that. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Am I supposed to be thinking about something? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway. Um, what is... Get a I question know. for me? i was anyway, going to answer hey. in the form of a question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, if you guys need pre-purchase inspections, appraisals, or anything like that, visit my website, golfstreammotorsports.com. Okay, there's a contact page in there, and you can send me some, uh, you know, inquiries, and I will more than gladly respond to you. I'm actually supposed to go look at a 53 Packard uh, tomorrow, I think, in Sarasota for a guy. Uh, 53 Packard Caribbean, which they made only like 700 of those. You can crack the music up a little more. I can barely hear it. It, I'm giving you time. Is it close? All right. Uh, how much time do I have? Mm-hmm. A yeah, minute? A little over. A little over a minute? Okay. But anyway, so uh, that's down there one of our customers, um, and it's a pretty nice car. Supposedly Pebble Beach quality, but uh, that, you know, I always tell people, let me put a set of eyeballs on it, and we'll go from there.
0: Anyway... <laughs>
2: I, I I should be better. I I I, I I've been I've uh, acquired some antibiotics. So I should be in better shape here before the weekend.
0: <laughs> Was
2: that uh, what's Harry his Carey? name? Harry Carey. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I should be better. But you know me, I'm going to fight through it. I don't care. You know, hey, I am a car guy. I'm passionate about this stuff. So you know, hey, you know what? If I get killed doing, if I die, uh, you know participating in my passion, which is cars, so be it. Hey, thank you, everybody for tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Be sure to check out our show every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Occasionally on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. <laughs> being on our schedule. Be sure to check out our website golfstreammotorsports.com. If you missed any of our past shows, don't forget to check out our website. Go to Nostalgic Radio and Cars and check out our podcast, and you can see all the good stuff. Don't forget our events page that tells you what we're doing, and where we're going, and uh, let's see what else. Oh yeah, I still got some shirts left too, so don't forget to check our stuffs page. Still haven't got our logos done, but we're working on it. In the meantime, I want everyone to stay safe, drive carefully, love your family, and we'll see you at some of the car shows.
0: School, but there's a feller in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his
3: can. Downtown Dade. I'm not
0: here to make a record, you jump cracker. It
3: broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You
0: jump cracker.